Hey everybody, you're listening to So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I am David. Today on the show we are talking about the final installment of the Star Wars sequel trilogy, the final installment of the Skywalker Saga, the 42-year spanning Skywalker Saga, uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So needless to say, there will be spoilers in this episode if you have not seen the movie yet and don't want to be spoiled. You should probably watch it before you listen to this show. Definitely. So, that said, uh, we're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. So let's go ahead and start with sharing one word to describe this movie. I'll lead off and say explosive. Mm. Fitting. Fitting. Conflicted. Conflicted. I think I've said this for another Star Wars movie, but to me, it's still about hope. Yeah. It's good, it's good. So, uh, uh, you know, those both all, those all sound good, um, like on a box, you know. Mm -hmm. See the film that Garrett Powder is called Conflicted. (laughs) I don't think they put that on the box. They wouldn't, I don't think that's accurate. (laughs) Uh, Not a super selling uh, Conflicted for me. I don't know, the movie was good. I have no problems with the movie. I have problems with, like how I expected the story to be told. Right. And I think that, uh, for me, it was incredibly safe compared to The Last Jedi with what I was kind of hoping they would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it three times, and the first time I was, like, super enthralled and just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I chewed on a straw, a drink straw the entire time because I was so, like, anxious and excited, and I had so many, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen moments. But then when the movie ended, I was kind of like, huh, then the haters got to you. No, because I felt like <laughs> that almost immediately <laughs> after the movie. I just don't say anything because I know that the people I'm with are always going to be like, and I just don't want to deal with that. So I in, was wow. just like, you guys do. Wow. Go back to The Force Awakens when I gave it four and a half. Yeah. Wow. That's exactly what would have happened. No, yeah. Well, you were wrong then. I, I, and I you're under, wrong now. I understand some of your confliction, Garrett, because after some time sitting on the movie... It's not that I don't like the movie, because you'll be able to tell by my ranking at the end of the movie how much I liked it. There are aspects that are sort of on the periphery of the, I guess, narrative of the film that I don't necessarily like. We'll get into one of those things very specifically uh, in just a minute, but I... uh, mostly love everything that they decided to include in the movie. I think it was a massive undertaking when you look at what all they were trying to cap off. Even just within the, this these three movies, you've got at least three main characters, mm-hmm. stories to cap off. You've got two more smaller, slightly smaller characters, and then you've got a bunch of, uh, you know, like then you've got like this war that you have to provide like a, a, a successful ending to. And then you start incorporating characters from the previous movies, like Luke and Leia and, uh, and Chewbacca and C-3PO and all these other things that are just, like, working their way in. It's a huge undertaking. So I, I kind of don't really want to, like... It's hard to criticize oh, yeah. because it's like it's like crafting something that perfectly is perfect for everybody through, in the, over the course of the movie is gotta be uh, is a huge task yeah and I want to be I want to be clear I'm not a last Jedi like troll hater where like all those people jumped in there and was like this is the worst movie I've ever seen just per like again I said I saw it three times the first time I was so enthralled and so excited and then afterwards I was like huh okay interesting mm-hmm. and then the second time I saw it I really 
I don't. I, I kind of put an asterisk by it because I had been up for several hours and I went and saw it late, so I was very tired and my focus was staying awake. Mm-hmm. But I didn't enjoy it as much. And so the third time I went and saw it, I was very focused on removing any kind of bias or thoughts or what I thought my own personal storytelling would have done, and then watched it. And I was like, as a standalone, like finishing this up, not looking back at where I think they could have tied on the movie's very good and I've always thought the movie was very good and very entertaining it's just not necessarily the story that I thought could have been and I think that they played everything really safe and I think that there were opportunities where they could have taken some bigger risks and they didn't likewise I have some minor story structure quibbles but I wouldn't take there's nothing I would necessarily take away from what they actually gave us I'm fine with pretty much everything they gave us there's just some ways of ordering things and I think some ways some some tiny lines they could have said to give something things to give some moments more resonance, but like these are tiny criticisms. And I had to see the movie the second time as well, just to be more analytical. The first time I watched it, I was like way too taken away by everything. Uh, Andrew, is there anything that that uh, what was your first takeaway? My first takeaway is is that there were I feel like there's some plot holes in it. I, mm-hmm. feel, I feel like there's some stuff that I I don't. Like in this movie in particular, I feel like there was there was something that was really big that was going to happen, and I feel like while there was there were things that were that were fitting to end the to end this story of of the Skywalkers, I feel like there was stuff I'm just like you know I wish there could have been just a little bit more, and I think the reason why I, the reason why I say that is because I look at. I kind of look at this way. I kind of look at this this movie in particular, not the series, but just this movie, mm-hmm. because in the beginning they had Colin Trevorrow, and right. they brought on Colin Trevorrow to direct it, and then either he left or they fired him. I don't know which one it was, and they brought in J.J. Abrams, kind of in at the last minute, and I feel like they had to make. And I, and I am I wrong? I think you're wrong about last minute. Well, I mean, okay. He, <laughs> They brought him in with about two years from when they wanted to release the movie. So mm-hmm. yeah. it depends on your definition of last minute in the film industry. Yeah. I don't really know. Is two years like a really short amount of time to do something on this scale? Maybe. Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. But anyway, like uh, they they brought him in, and I was I'm I was really excited because they had J J Abrams on mm-hmm. to to complete the series because I think it's kind of fitting again. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I feel like this is the same scenario when you have a it's the same scenario when you have like a huge a huge like story that everyone's enthralled in and then behind the scenes there's a lot of stuff that's kind of gets jumbled around that nobody really hears about mm-hmm. and when they bring stuff in they have to change things creatively mm-hmm. and sometimes at the last minute it can not go awry, but it just doesn't make sense. You think some things fell through the cracks yes. in terms of because with, with some of the turnover. Mm-hmm. But all in all, am I am I satisfied with the movie? Yeah, I think it's a re- I I think it's a I think it's a good ending to the ser- to this part of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's some that while there are while there were emotional moments in this movie. I mean, there were times when it. When it got really heavy, mm-hmm. there were times when, where there were times when we hear about revelations that I feel like maybe there was some lead up to it. I don't know. I just didn't feel. I just didn't feel like. Well, like what? Give an example. Honestly, when they when Senator Palp when 
when they revealed that Ray was the daughter of Palpatine, granddaughter of Palpatine, the granddaughter of Palpatine, right. I feel like everybody everybody has been speculating at this point that Ray is somehow a descendant of one of these people. Mm-hmm. Did I see Palpatine coming? No. Mm-hmm. Did I expect that she was going to be a descendant of somebody? Yes. Yeah. So when that reveal came, I'm just like, oh, okay. Cool. I think, you know. All right, because we didn't really get to talk to you about this last week. And that was something that Daniel uh, Daniel Ott postulated that she was going to be uh, somehow connected to Palpatine. I have and a list of our uh, <laughs> predictions from last oh, yeah? week's episode, and we'll go over them a little later. Pretty because, sure I'm one uh, for one. You had more than one. Oh, did I? See? Yeah. All right. But uh, but yeah, we talked about whether or not Palpatine was going to have some connection to Ray. So for you, that moment didn't feel as, as as maybe as big as you thought it would. Yeah, I mean, like so. Yeah, I mean, just that's one thing that kind of like. That's one thing that kind of like like took me back a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's I'm glad we rounded that up. So, because um, knowing that, I feel like towards the end, I feel like towards the end when when they eventually had to kill Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine. I'm like, well, that's it's kind of how this has to end now. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, I do feel when it came to the conclusion. When it came to the conclusion, when they when they say like I am the New Order and I I am the Empire, I feel like those writers of the of Star Wars and the writers of Avengers Endgame, oh yeah, may have been in the same room. Yeah, yeah, and, I've heard I've, I've heard about that comparison. And when when they all show up, when when all the rebels show up to help out the the minimal rebel fleet to help defeat the the New Order, I'm like, all that's missing is on your left. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a line like that. You really that. think that's a thing? Yeah, they said there's more. I there. really think this they script had, had to have been written before Endgame came out. I don't know. Like, like, just look at the math. Two movies that came out in the same year. Mm-hmm. How could that be? I mean, because uh, Avengers Endgame uh-huh. and Avengers Infinity War, uh-huh. I feel like may have been written at the same time. Because they, they were. They were filmed and they back were shot back. at the same time. But also, The Rise of Skywalker has to go through pre-production a lot. Okay. So you think there's a underlying conspiracy? I don't know about that. I don't, that I, Lucasfilm. I wouldn't say conspiracy. Copied Marvel or you think in that, pre-production. Do you think I there's just an con- element of laziness that they went with the same route towards the end? Is that I, what I feel like I feel like those movies are just very. I feel like those two elements right there yeah. are very similar. Yeah, we need they to are similar. On Andrew. But if anything, what are you saying? It kind of signals. Names. To, <laughs> it kind of signals to me that maybe it's not as uh, unique as it seems. I mean. That uh, that's kind of what that's kind of one of the things that that I'm trying to parse through with the the discourse around this movie is how it is how aspects of it are very similar to Endgame and Endgame's brilliant and this one's well, yeah. for the same kind mm-hmm. of thing. That's the curse of coming in second. You know? It is the curse of coming in coming second, coming but it also next. I still think unless Andrew's right that there's a grand conspiracy in pre-production to make these movies the same, yeah. uh, some aspects of it have to be a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think that there's just certain things that when you're telling a story on this epic level are going to happen. I mean, Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't a very large army show up to save everybody at the end of Lord of the Rings? And Harry Potter? And other every and other aren't there, epic Aren't there fantasy? similar lines say, well, maybe there's nothing quite on the level of I am blank, right. well, I am blank mm-hmm. in Lord of the Rings, but there's definitely some, like, you know, emotionally resonant line that happens towards the end. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, it's, it's when you're, this level of storytelling sort of calls for these kind of like moments where all is lost mm-hmm. and then, hey, here's the cavalry, you know, this is, mm-hmm. it's, it's, so I, I, I understand the, uh, the comparison, especially with the line being, you know, I am all the Sith and I am all the Jedi. And then earlier in the year we had, I am inevitable and I am, I am, I am Iron Man. It's those I am statements that really make it seem overly yeah. similar, but I think they're different. The context probably, are different, though. It's probably right. just a scenario of oh, there's some uh, uh, like it's like it's like it's like lateral thinking or something like that. There's like yeah. just certain things just crop up. You know, how many times have we had movies where there'll be a there'll be a, a movie that'll come out that's like the exact same premise as another movie that came out? Then they have that White House down and Olympus has fallen in like the same year, yeah. both mm-hmm. about bodyguards protecting yeah. the president. Yeah. Weird it's stuff like, like that. You know, stuff like that happens from yeah, time to time. The asteroid when, movie. When you look yeah. at Endgame. Oh, Armageddon and Armageddon Apocalypse. And or Deep Impact. Deep Impact, that's it. You all really went down a hole there. <laughs> sorry, sorry, but that but it happens, you know. <laughs> it does you happen have, every once in a while. Yeah. You know, you'll have um, two Hercules movies in the same year. Thanos says, I'm inevitable. That's just him saying evil villain crap. Yeah. Tony's I Am Iron Man is, is a reference to his first movie. Yeah. In this, in The Rise of Skywalker... These two characters, at this point, literally represent the entirety of these two fighting sides. He is all of the Sith, and she is all of the Jedi. It's like the ultimate battle of these two uh, over-growing forces. Right. So the contexts are very different. Yeah. No, I no, and I absolutely agree. But I, you know, that's it's 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 a very like you know, um, it's just one of those things people have pointed out, um, and I don't think there's really much much credence to it, but. People are going to notice similarities in all kinds of things. You know, there's a driving similarity for this year in which there have been several movies in which people, characters have, somebody has basically fought themselves. You look like us. You look like Captain America fighting uh, the past version of himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gosh, there was another movie that did it just this year, and I can't remember what it was, where you have characters who are fighting basically copies or doppelgangers or clones or past versions of themselves. It's like a. It's been a real strange running theme throughout the year I, of fighting I, ourselves. I think that's a reflection on society coming through artists. Yeah, yeah. and so that, these kind of themes they We're just kind fighting of, ourselves. These themes come up. You know, I think that there's a there's a maybe an underlying feeling maybe in the writers of Hollywood of that moment of last hope, and then having like a big wave of something come over the horizon to you know mm-hmm. to save our our our. our trodden down heroes yeah anyway but josh we haven't even gotten to like what was so was this another religious experience for you um it at times it was really yeah at times it was i mean i i had the same feeling during the i am jedi moment that i had during the iron iron man moment and during the time where um harry beats voldemort and frodo throws the thing (laughs) in the in the volcano like those moments are amazing to me and that's just the time i don't know I just like that, um, I don't know what the word is, I like that part of, of this kind of story. The uh, part where the good guys win. That's awesome yeah. to me. Um, yeah. The crescendo to that moment is great, too, with all the voices of the past yeah, Jedi so many, speaking to Rey. Like, there's a lot of, uh, you have to be a true like Star Wars mega fan to, to recognize most of those voices. Mm-hmm. Like, really, only a few of them are are the very recognizable ones. Yeah, some Because they go deep into Clone Wars and yeah. Rebels and all the other uh, various Star Wars branches yeah, that aren't the just the films. Yeah. Out there. Yeah, that was a cool moment. There's, like, something for everyone in that little scene. So let's talk about what Andrew brought up, right? Which what is Palpatine being oh, revealed sure. as a granddaughter. 
Yeah. We talked about this last week about Ray's mm-hmm. parentage, about whether or not Kylo was lying when he said your parents mm-hmm. are nobodies. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about this reveal? And are we taking the, you know, does it, do any of you take the stance that this is sort of a, an attempt to to retcon Last Jedi's uh, <coughs> story? Uh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. And here's why. It was set up that Ray had some kind of important family lineage in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So for it to come back to that is not shocking at all. Now, some people are angry and say that it retcons what Last Jedi did mm-hmm. by implying that maybe she wasn't. But at the same time, wasn't Last Jedi retconning Force Awakens by trying mm-hmm. to undo that? Yeah. So we're just splitting into groups again over pettiness. Right. When the first movie set this up, I'm not ever going to be surprised when the last one finishes it, regardless of what may happen in the middle. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Do you like the reveal, though? Do you like Palpatine oh, being yeah. Randolph? Uh, I didn't mind it at all. Um, I I mean, I may... I don't know that I knew she would be granddaughter. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought that he might have... Uh, she might have been a creation of his, kind of like uh, Anakin. Yeah. But to be actual family... Well, then again, I guess we don't really know the details of how she came to be. Maybe he did create her, but... He's not... She's not a... I don't know. Do you... Uh, She's not a direct descendant in being like a daughter per se. No. So it's interesting that she comes she's a couple a, she's, steps yeah, down she's the line. She's a generation removed. It make if yeah. anything, it makes me wonder like, so what's up with her parents? Yeah. Like why didn't he want one of them to do it? Yeah. Or you know, did he and they ran away? Yeah, well they yeah, they obviously ran away into hiding. You know, but, how old mm-hmm. were they when that happened? Well like, he killed how old was he? Yeah, they killed him or he you killed them. So do you what did you think about the way they brought Palpatine back? This sort of like mix of cloning and dark side that was interesting i mean most of the time in these types of stories you're the character's not dead if you didn't see them die Mm -hmm. that's a common theme in that's a common theme in marvel movies even yep um so him managing to survive through weird sith magic and other sorts of uh crane technology yeah didn't surprise me. It's fine. I'll tell sense you guys my, uh, my 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 the joke that came to me when I watched it the second time. What about <clears> you, Gary? Did you approve of the way they brought him back? Because you said you had hesitation about him being uh, the person pulling the strings this whole time. Yeah, uh, I didn't think it. Well, to go back, I didn't think it. The story. I wouldn't use the word the term retcon. I think personally, I would have preferred Ray to remain not connected. But I think the Palpatine thing makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it sets up a deeper struggle between light and dark in ways that we haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that Ray is literally connected to the most dark-sided, dark-side person that's been in this franchise. And she has been this whole time trying to learn the ways of the Jedi. And But the deep-seated dark magic is within her. And so she has to overcome that. And so I think that that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I do think that I prefer personally just her as the main character being a new person. They did set it up out there in the world where, um, you know, near the end of this movie, Finn is hinted to being Force-sensitive, and uh, J.J. later <coughs> confirmed that. So there's still that out there where you don't have to be a part of this bloodline. I just think that they this particular movie kind of put that on the back burner a little bit, and I would have liked the story to have continued with her not being there. Um, I think that what I would have really liked to have seen that they didn't really do, in my opinion, is 
give her a deeper struggle. Um, one of the things that I suggested was the the scene where Chewie dies, mm-hmm. allegedly. Mm-hmm. I wish he would have died. Yeah. I wish he. I wish that that ship was trying to get away. She's trying to stop it. Kylo's there trying to get it to go. I wish that Kylo would have blown up the ship because he shouldn't have been redeemed in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion. Mm. Um, he should have blown up the ship. Ray would have lost it when she thought Chewie was dead. Then you see the electricity go to her hitting Kylo, shocking both of them, mm-hmm. and then they have to leave. And I think that that would have set up this real big struggle where Kylo's like, what the fuck? Who is this lady? And then she's like, what the fuck? What was that? I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then she learns that she's connected to Palpatine, and then she really struggles with it. People find out, other than just Finn. And there's this weird, she's connected to this, but she's been doing this. And you find out later that like Leia and Luke knew yeah. the whole time. But I just don't think that Nat necessarily got a chance to breathe like I would have liked it to. Yeah. And I think they could have done more with it to make it a real, like, will she, won't she go to the dark side. I never once thought that she was going to go to the dark side, and I wish I would have. Yeah, that would have been an inch. Like, you know, they, they, they showed some elements of her being sort of terrified by the premise, but I don't feel like she ever really got that close. Well, I don't think there's a scenario in this world where we anyone would have thought the the main character of the franchise would go to the dark side in the final movie. No, I don't think that she it. would have gone to the dark side, no, but I wish there would have be been believable. some kind of... Some kind of a struggle. You don't. You can just lay it out there as like a little bit of a difficult path, um, and I just don't think that they did that. Well, and if juxtaposed against Ben moving towards the light, like if they accidentally somehow, you know, thanks to their connection, as uh, Palpatine calls it, this force dyad, this connection between the two of them, if they pulled each other closer to the other side through that connection, it would have it could have made for a very interesting struggle where he's trying really hard not to go to the light and she's trying to resist, you know, the emotions from him to go to the dark side and you see that struggle become very like so close to like, oh my gosh, are they gonna like converge at some point and like cross over and she's gonna she's gonna try to join, you know, like or you know, have moments of weakness. That could have been really interesting. Um but like you said, they she stays fairly steadfast. She has moments of fear, but she doesn't quite she doesn't quite uh, break through. Uh, Andrew, you already said you were kind of a little <coughs> bit. You, it didn't it didn't necessarily resonate with you that much the Palpatine reveal. Well, um, I mean, just the reveal of I mean, just the reveal that it's Ray's grandfather. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's interesting. I think if they were. If they were to like, because like I think that my problem with it is, because now that I'm thinking about it a little bit, if we were told that, maybe if we were told that, and maybe in the last movie, mm-hmm. maybe if they would have ended with that, it would have been, it probably would have followed the same line as the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Uh, but really, it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm, conf- I, I think it's a cool reveal. I'm just conflicted with how it was. Of how the climax was. Yeah, there's a very short amount of time yeah. for us to, to for us to sit on that information, and then the movie's movie's over, and that's like the, that's it. You know, as far as we know, we don't know. Well, we find out she's coming related up. early on. Mm-hmm. I, I know, but I'm just saying, like you're getting that all out in one movie. Whereas, oh, like yeah. he's saying, if it was revealed in the Last Jedi, then it's like two years of us knowing. Oh my gosh! 
That's true. You know, there's that. And then it's that, also two years of that complaining drag. that it's too yeah, much exactly. of the same. Like yeah. this is why this movie can't win. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's a very difficult. Yeah. thing. personally, like, every single complaint is just well. Then if they did that, you'd be mad at this. Exactly. Like it can't. Like you said earlier, it can't make anyone happy. Apparently, nope. personally, it just can't. You can't make. You can't make these. <laughs> no, no offense to any fans, but like sometimes <laughs> they just can't. Uh, you, you can't please everybody. No, yeah. no, especially when you attach. No, yourself, you really can't please everybody uh, that strongly. Not on the internet. Personally, I was uh, very fascinated with the way they decided to bring him back. That he wasn't a force ghost, which was kind of what I, I assumed would be the case. But he was like some uh, mix of, you know, uh, cloning and possession, like, is how it came across. He looked terrifying. Zombie Palpatine uh, was, they kept him, like, basically in the dark for the most of the movie with, like, lightning showing his face at t- from time to time. I did like that aspect. And that was a really... He seemed like a really scary, uh, you know, final bad guy. And I thought that um, Ian uh, McDonald... Is that his last name? Ian McDonald, who plays the Palpatine? McDermott. Ian McDormand. Ian McDormand. He brought a level of kind of uh, uh, over-the-topness that I think really ended up working out. I love that they quoted a line that he said in, Re- in Revenge of the Sith... Where he said, uh, it was one of his first lines in this movie, where he said that um, uh, the dark side is a path to many things that most consider to be unnatural. Mm -hmm. Which is a great line to say as you introduce that you've come back from the dead, essentially. (laughs) um, And not in the way that the Jedi do, but instead in this terrifying way. And they show like a big tank full of Snoke clones and they, uh, you know, you got all these creepy guys moving around. It was a really cool way to do it and a really cool reveal. The, um, the, The large crane... It carried him. I, I I realized the second time that I, I guess the reason that he has a crane carrying him is that it's only the top half of his body that's been cloned, which made me in my head go, "You ain't got no legs, for Palpatine." <laughs> and, and then when he zaps the power from from Kylo and uh, and Ray, I'll have to get the, and he and he gets on the ground, and he starts walking. All I could think was magic legs. Magic legs. <laughs> <laughs> so. There's a real Forrest Gump component to this movie. Um, there was another part about the whole Palpatine thing that I think has been talked about, where throughout the whole movie he changes his motives about what what he wants with Ray. Well, yeah, he wants her dead, and then he's like, "No, I never wanted you dead. I want you to kill me." Yeah, and then she does, and then the thing that he says is going to happen whenever she kills him doesn't happen. So, like, <coughs> I think there's just some consistency issues there. Like, it's not a big deal, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, what? Well, like, I think the second time I realized that. His motivation is whatever's most convenient for him at the time. Yeah. And at what's most convenient for him initially is for Kylo Ren to to take over the throne. Yeah. And then once Kylo starts to be difficult, it's Rey is now his best option. Yeah. So I think he kind of just... Whatever's most convenient it's, for him. It's possible, too, like he knows... It's a typical evil villain type of thing to do. It's possible, too, that he has a, a certain knowledge of how certain events will play out if he says right. certain things like if he tells kylo to go kill her he knows that it won't happen but he'll end up bringing her to him which is that what too. he actually that wants too. it's possible that he's not being overly truthful about what exactly his motivations are at any given moment right well and so, he was giving them visions of both of them exactly know, on the throne um and then uh yeah and then i i think it's interesting i i too agree with you i would have liked if they'd kept her um Essentially, a, a nobody who who kind of earned her way into this story. I thought I tried to think about the movie and thinking about if you just took out the revelation that she's Palpatine's granddaughter, would it have made a would it have made a difference? 
And obviously there's some lines that they say to each other that, that wouldn't work. But I think like at the end of the day, it might not have made much of a difference. Like she's just a really powerful uh, being within the force and all the Jedi speak to her or you know move you know move within her in the final right, moment exactly she like, she did all this nec- she necessarily needed to be palpatine's she didn't need to be she did all this knowing or uh, without knowing for the longest time um she did it all on her own mm-hmm. so the fact that maybe some of her force powers might come down to bloodline uh, that explains some of that but it also i mean it just doesn't undo those scenes in the Last Jedi where other people use it too. <laughs> no, it just—if anything—it just reveals. Like, new, it's just race story. It just reveals new context. Yeah. Because even like even I mean Kylo delivers it in the line where he says your parents were nobody because they chose to be, which I couldn't see at the time. Mm-hmm. You know they were hiding something that even with the Force was hard to see, and so it just adds new context to what we've been given, which is you know which that's how twists work. You know if you're gonna you know when you write a twist into a into a story you have to give a certain information. And then, you know, uh, uh, withhold the context that will make that information more important. And they—that's what they did here. I assume. I don't know if I don't know if at the yeah. time Ryan they went Ryan. By the way, this is what she's actually is, or if you know he was trying to craft a new story for them. Well, and know. one of the things that I also wish they could have done is I, is I really wanted Kylo Ren to be irredeemable. I didn't want him to have a turn. Um, I re- the the one thing that I can I feel like after three viewings I can genuinely say I didn't like was the kiss between Ray and Ren. Yeah. I didn't I did not like that moment. I thought it was I I just didn't like it. I knew that was going to be controversial the second it started happening. Yeah, I didn't like it. it. Um, what I think could have been an interesting oh, thing is if Kylo had these moments of him wanting to turn. You have that moment where Han comes back as a memory, and and you have that similar moment of The Force Awakens, where he's like, "I I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I'm strong enough." And he's like, "You are." And then and this time he throws the lightsaber into the water, giving him that moment of he's turned. Mm-hmm. What I think I would have liked to see is either him be irredeemable, or he has that moment, and he goes to help Ray, and thus the premise of Killing out of spite has been throughout this whole series. That's why uh, Emperor wanted Anakin to kill his father. And and you have those moments where Bren shows up, or Ben, as he's turned, shows up, sees the issue, then he kills <clears throat> Palpatine, and then that spite goes into Ren, where he now is big bad, and he and Ray have a big final battle. She takes him out, and then he has that redeemable moment where he still dies in the end, but they had to fight, and then he's finally like, he's killed Palpatine to save Rey from doing it. Mm-hmm. That is a redeemable moment. She killed him, and then they could have had their moment. But I don't know. I just was not a fan of, of the full turn and the kiss and all of that. I didn't like it. Yeah, the kiss is sort of a, it's sort of an interesting thing because as it was happening, I was kind of like, oh, oh Okay. I wasn't really expecting that at all. Um, but I would kind of view it as a, it's not a romantic necessary thing. It's, I kind of view it as a situation where these two have had an incredibly intimate yet strained relationship. They've sort of shared each other's headspace, and that can be a very, I would assume, taxing uh, situation. And so it's a kiss more of 
sort of relief that this is all over. And it, this is the way, if you're going to turn Kylo after some of the atrocities that he's performed, like they've done some terrible things and he's been either in charge of it or right along, you know, you know, a, a party to it, um, it you know, uh, in addition to things he's done personally, um, to, to things like his father and to Luke and to his mother and things like that. Um, his redemption can't end with him continuing to live. No. Like... And that's why and, and that's did. why like he's and that's not, why it works. He had to die because he's not he isn't really redeemable. No. His one final act of good doesn't erase his no. his atrocities, like no. you said. So it, like he still dies a bad guy. Yeah, he well he, no, eyes, well, anyway. he dies a, he dies a, he dies a he, bad guy who did one good thing he, at the end. I mean he dies a he dies a good guy, I he, think. I don't, he, he helps a lot he helps save the universe in the last in the last uh, in his in his final moment or galaxy or whatever. Um but it's a situation where, like, there is no, like, he's still, you know, he's still a super war criminal. Yeah. You know? The movie opens with everybody, slaughtering you know, a forest full like, of people. Thank you for your, thank you for your, uh, your, 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 your kind act there at the end. Uh, this is our prison for you. Yeah. But also, Death. there's a thing, like, there's no prison that's going to hold him. That he's too. one of the strongest force users we've seen in Star Wars. So, like, it had to really end with, like, him making the right decision at the right moment, and then that's it for him. Um, and so it feels like... It feel it feels good to see somebody make the right choice after, you know, essentially a lifetime of making nothing but wrong choices. It doesn't excuse the things you've done. Right. So I think it's important to kind of draw that 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 distinction <coughs> is that yeah. you can make a you can make a lifetime of bad decisions and then you know recognize that those decisions were wrong and and make the right choice. Well, and at his the end. Kylo Ren's struggle but, with the light side has been far more looked at and kind of shown to us on screen than than Ray's struggle with the dark side I think Um, his 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 big quandary is is the light side yeah so it would make sense he's he's fighting to head that way yeah you know and there are some people who will make the argument that there he's you know he's he's a victim of of abuse and psychological abuse by Palpatine through Snoke through the voice apparently of his grandfather all these different, you know, voices in his head that have been manipulating him along the way to become this this monster, um, and whether or not that, and you know, whether or not that 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 should be considered in what he did, I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of for people to make their decision themselves. Whether or not, as you know, you, you can blame somebody who's essentially a victim of of this type of uh, abuse for what they became. Yeah, and maybe it's me, but I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't accept a bad guy who turns good. I, I don't accept it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can't, I don't, I wouldn't want that to happen. I needed him to die at the end if he was going to do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know people are going to have a problem with, with me saying what I'm about to say, but to, to go back to, to the Marvel films a little bit... Um, I can't stand Loki being introduced as a villain and then him becoming a good guy halfway through. Halfway through. Well, what? you know his thing. He's 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 generally looked upon as a good guy now. Oh yeah. And I can't accept it. He was given to me as a villain. Yeah. And he remains a hateable villain. I mean, he remains a likable villain. He's hateable. He's a uh, he's okay. <laughs> he's a bad guy. But you know, there's when you're when you're a character who's essentially you know. I know mortal. It's kind yeah. of like you kind of go through. I know mischief and all that's kind of his thing. Yeah, and he's more of like uh, 
he's, he's more of a sometimes good, sometimes bad kind of guy. Well, he's a guy that, like, but, he, like you mentioned earlier, he serves his own purpose. Right. Whatever is... Hold what, on, class. Andrew's raising his hand. Yeah. Oh. We well, forgot he was here. We'll talk about Loki another time. Oh, no, no. When we get to the Loki series on Disney+. Plus, The only it, thing I was going to ask in a couple was, years. that's totally not Star Wars related, oh. what about Harry Osborn from Spider-Man? Don't like that either. Are you talking? Well, are you, which Harry are you talking about? I'm talking about Harry. Or, Nor- not Norman. Norman's the dad. Yeah. Um, him going from uh, good, to good guy to bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's his, tough because that movie's not good. Yeah, but here's uh, the other thing too. He didn't necessarily kill anybody. I don't remember if he did. Does he kill? Anybody? I don't think I don't he does remember. kill anybody. Um, I think he. I think he turns evil just because he wants to get back. Well, he's got. Hang on, I'm going to cut this off because we've been talking for a real long time, and Andrew's jump in is to talk about something that's not Star Wars related. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. We're talking talk about Star Wars. <laughs> we've had this whole three way conversation what about this deep, about deep ben stuff ben about Solo. Ben's turn and all of this stuff, and you've been chilling in the back of the chair, just waiting your turn. So come on, jump in. What do you think about Ben Solo? About Kylo seeing the light and. Flying a TIE fighter. I think. Or, an or whatever it is he did. It was a TIE fighter. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, yeah, TIE fighter. Did he show up in a TIE fighter or an X? I don't recall. Yeah, she um, Ray showed up in Luke's X Wing. That was my problem, was that we needed to see more from the. Hold player. on, Andrew still hasn't spoken yet. He turned, <laughs> and then he, like, ju- he, like he, we didn't see him for a long time, then he showed up at the at the bad place. I feel like we need to see more of him on the way. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it's a great moment whenever. It was a great moment when um, Han Solo showed up. Mm-hmm. It was oh completely, yeah, it was completely it. unexpected. Yep, yep. And, had no idea Harrison. Was and when he showed up, it literally stole the show for me. I'm like, yay! <laughs> Something always steals the show. It, <laughs> that is sometimes it's the main character. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Go but on. I mean, in this one, it's I mean, it's almost like a cameo. I mean, it, it, kind of, it is yeah. a cameo. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is, it is, it is a cameo. More or less. But uh, but I like that revelation that you know there there can be some good that comes of that comes of this. Mm-hmm. Um, is Kylo Ren redeemable? No, that's a toughie. He's because not. No. He killed too many people. He killed too many people, but. Killed his father. What it he is? His own but what they su- killed the man who came. Who killed the man who's basically? I don't even know if he's a ghost. It, it's he's a memory. He's just a memory. <clears throat> I guess the yeah, question becomes: Would they have succeeded without with, if Kylo hadn't turned? Well, you know, they'd have written it where they did. So. Yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> but what I think, what I think, the point is of Kylo's turn. Turn. I still don't think he fully turned. It's more of a good thing for Han and Leia than it is for him. Because we got to see Han and Leia get what they wanted, mm-hmm. which was some sort of goodness out of their son. It wasn't really about him, I don't think, for me anyway. So much of Leia and Han are about trying to get to Ben. Yeah. And the fact that we had, we had a, a Han memory and we had Leia's dying act is trying to communicate with him via the Force to, to try to persuade him. That is what I think it's there for. It's for them. Yeah. Well, and it's it's a, it's it's a it repre- they, it's, that way they don't die in vain. It represents hope. I think you know it's their hope that they're he that, not necessarily that he can be redeemed, but just they can get him back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like not what he became, but what they knew he was deep <clears> down. <throat> and I think that's what a lot of people hope for. With in terms of not necessarily like you can take the average situation, but. 
everybody has maybe that one person in their life that it's like, man, I remember how you were before you became something different. And I still have hope that there's like the chance of getting that person that I knew back. Some people, they just go off the deep end based on whatever Brent comes up in their life. And there's always that hope that people can change and they can come back. So I don't know. It's it's. I think it's an okay message. I I'm, and I'm glad. Yeah, it's that, a fine message. I'm glad at the end of the day, he you know, Kylo makes the right choice. They're fighting side by side. They do their best, and ultimately he sacrifices himself more or less. I think giving up the last of his life force to save Ray, um, who you know who has earned that hero moment mm-hmm. by staying steadfast. And so like. It, it I don't know it worked out I'm not going to say he's redeemed but I think he made I'm glad he made the right choice yeah he I, made the right choice he made the right choice at the last minute he's still a bad guy he's still yeah um, like but, that scene from uh, Rick and Ralph not a bad guy but not a bad <laughs> guy just a bad guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's it, I mean it's just like it's just like Vader like Vader Vader did a similar thing Vader is, was a horrible person I mean, he, in the beginning, he wasn't. In mm-hmm. the beginning, when he was Anakin, he wasn't. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> well, that no, little no, no. boy was still a terrible person. But, uh, but I mean, like... No, I get I know what you're saying. Yeah. He turned at some point because he was a snotty little kid. Yeah, he's a Probably snotty, the same reason why Ben turned. Yeah. yeah. Snotty little kids turn Sith like that. Yeah. Well, I think that's why, personally... Again, this is all just personal feelings. And so, that's why I really wanted... Kylo not to turn is because that's a very similar moment and and I don't have a problem with similar moments but I think that there are some opportunities where you could have been like we've seen this let's throw it on its head mm-hmm. let's not give this person that we all expect to turn and and is connected to all of this good and make the last moment let's make him so evil that we haven't ever seen it ascend to that level somebody who who usurps Palpatine after Palpatine's been laying in wake forty years, building this fleet to take back to take over power again. No, no, no. His desire for that power is so strong that he cannot be turned. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have been something different that I hadn't seen before. It would have been some. That would have been probably a, a bolder move to just have Kylo just go all, all in. But um, I, don't I don't have a problem like I, overall with the turn. I, I just it, feel like I would have. I think that would have been that hope message. Would have been like a, yeah. It Why? Because been, they, at the end you see them. Turned well. You don't see Han, but like Luke and Leia are there, and their hope is in Rey. Yeah, Rey is able to at the end of the movie in this hypothetical version. Rey still takes out Han. If if it were to have been where Palpatine is killed by Ren, and he goes and takes all of this, and she t- takes him out, and they have that like brief moment of like you're free now, and you can do whatever. Mm-hmm. Then that gives that little bit of hope for Ben, but their hope at the end of the movie is in Rey. Not, I mean, he's dead, so they can't have hope in him but like yeah. their hope is in Ray. yeah it would move to Ray. but I mean their priority the whole time was Ben yeah even through the fight Leia just cared about getting to Ben so it still would have it still would have been a very painful moment for them to lose him completely I think mm-hmm. yeah. I want to touch on a few of the other uh, story arcs um, I still think this would have been well I haven't I said I still I haven't said this yet I still I very much think this would have been a wildly different movie if Carrie Fisher lived yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you want to touch on that real quick? Do you want to touch on them bringing? Uh, yeah, Carrie I mean, Fisher we can. So we don't know movie. a lot, but Carrie obviously died mm-hmm. in um, late 2016, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the the Force Awakens was was kind of Han's movie in the sense that he got to have his big send off. Then Luke got a big send off in the Last Jedi. So 
it leads you to think that the Rise of Skywalker would have been Leia's movie. We don't know if she would have died or not, Mm -hmm. but it would have been her focus. And I think we've heard that from some of the people involved in the film, that she was going to be a larger focus. Uh, I was just reading an article earlier today that I posted on the So Many Sequels Facebook page. I read this. That was an interview with one of the writers um, of The Rise of Skywalker, and they were talking about Rose, who is... uh, uh, controversial yet again because this time she's not in the film very much and a lot of people are like well they just took her out because uh, the internet backlash didn't like her mm-hmm. in Last Jedi so they took her out and you know you can you can believe them or you can not but, the, but they said that um, they did not have any issues with, with the character or, or Kelly Marie Tran that they loved the character and, and her but what they wanted to do was have Rose play a central role at the Resistance base with Leia. Mm-hmm. But because of Carrie Fisher's death, that hurt that a lot. Mm. And they actually filmed several other scenes with Rose and Leia together, but they didn't use them because the technology they used to insert old Carrie Fisher footage into the new movie did not look realistic enough. And yeah. so they didn't want to put it in. But they said, basically, they didn't want... To send all of these principal characters out and onto the mission together, mm-hmm. they wanted to have Rose be the principal character who stayed behind and helped Leia at the base, basically be her number two kind of person. This is what they said. Yeah. This so is again, what, believe it or not, this is what some they people said. will, some haters will say it's fake, but they they said that they w- intended a bigger role for her. The crazy thing is, Leia's if it in worked. Leia's okay. in so much more of this movie than I expected her Me, to be. Yeah. yeah, I expected her to be in like the first forty minutes, like like now, like, like fourteen minutes of the movie, and then like we'll like never see her again. It's a shame because, but she's all over it. It doesn't look great. Is that what it you're does. Well, no, well, no, I wasn't going to say that. Um, so, well, there are moments where. I think you can tell it's a double, yeah. or because there's like a shot from yeah. behind, or like yeah. a shot of the arm. With yeah. the, but the the f- there's a few times where the sight lines don't look right. Yeah, when, 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 like when you're when you're looking at her head yeah. on, I think what's unfortunate is that we know, mm-hmm. and it takes out yeah. a little bit of the is a little bit of disbelief. Yeah, because we know she's not there. Yeah. It'll be interesting, and for we like, know that they inserted her from old footage. It'd be interesting for like a kid. You know, ten, who, yeah, ten, maybe ten years kids, from now, who wouldn't, who, who wouldn't necessarily know that to watch but and see if they like they go something's weird about Leia. In this that movie. also takes a lot of the emotion out of Leia's death, I think, because it is more expected. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that Carrie's gone, yeah, I feel like there's definitely a seventy-five percent chance they killed Leia as well yeah, in mm-hmm. some way. Yeah. So I think that would have been a much more emotional death. If yeah. we didn't have the real world context behind it, to jump on the Rose train real quick, Get I was Rose. I was one of those people who was a little upset after my first viewing with the the lack of screen time that she got, and yeah. because it does come across as the internet hated her in the Last Jedi so much that they like that's really the again as the the issues that I had with that the few takeaways that I actually have were small. <clears throat> this was one where it was like it it really does come across that they are like. People didn't like it. Let's pull it back. And I don't think that was a JJ decision. Mm -hmm. I would see that more of a Disney decision of like, we don't want to put this in there. It's the last movie of this. We don't want any kind of controversy. Throw her in there. But like, pull it back a little bit. But it after my second viewing, it doesn't make sense to have her go off with everybody. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. She doesn't 
make sense to go and be a part of that particular story that we're given in that. Mm. So if that was the case where they were going to put her on the base, that makes more sense to have her there. Yeah. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. I want to give them the benefit of the it, doubt and believe same. that, that yeah. Rose would have had a larger role. The thing, though, is without the context of that, which it took time for that context to come out, you know, we're, I mean, it's, I mean, to, to, to date what we're doing here, it's 10 days after the movie came out. So you could say that that's, you know, a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But the narrative was out there basically immediately that, like, hey, and people are counting screen time. You know, Rose is in a minute and, like, 17 seconds or something of this movie. Like, she's in less of... She has less screen... I think my wife the other day was talking about how she had somebody pointed out that her sister Paige in The Last Jedi has more screen time in the, like, lead-up to her death at the very beginning of The Last Jedi than Rose ends up having in this movie. So, as soon as, like, as soon as, like, the movies come out and, like, the first audience members are coming out of the movie, that narrative starts to get constructive constructed to of of oh disney disney uh you know uh, uh, catered to the the angry fanboys you know who didn't want to see rose or hated rose or didn't like rose like they really i think shot themselves in the foot by not providing that context right away and saying hey this is what happened with rose we wanted to do more with her but you know the technology well, point, wasn't capable it, well that's when you got to get to like when you're apparently is, doing reshoots two months before the movie comes would out. Would it have been you know, a good idea, do you think, to... Because to, basically what you're risking doing that is creating the narrative before it happens. Mm. Um, well, going just, on the defensive before the attacks start. Yeah. When you don't really know. So that, I mean, I just think it's risky to... to it's already out there, though. And like I said, people, yeah, are, people well, are going to believe you know, what Chris Terrio well, so here's said. here's the thing. This like happened that. with The Last Jedi, and it happened to me again this time. I never know what the reaction's going to be when I leave the movie, but it's always not mine. Yeah. <laughs> and it, so I walk out and then look at the internet and I'm shocked. The last two movies, I don't this, know what's happening. This, interestingly, was kind of mine. It wasn't necessarily... But the, but I'm not... I, I mean, in, I was definitely curious about why Rose wasn't there, yeah. but I thought the same thing of, like, she doesn't really make sense to go on the mission, and I personally didn't feel like it was a slight against her, but, I mean, but you never know. But neither does Chewbacca. I mean, they don't well, need to take Chewbacca with them. They don't need to. They take, don't need to. They, but Chewbacca's they come a legacy up, character. There's so. a story. There's a storyline reason they introduced to bring C-3PO along. But like, is C-3PO necessary to go on a mission across the galaxy to find a, a thing in a you know a, a tiny artifact? Well, Chewbacca like, was there to they, blow up and yeah, you can make that they, or anything. But I you think can, you can you know you can write any reasoning in. My my supposition had been that Ryan Johnson created Rose. Yeah. He said that like Rose didn't exist prior to him putting her in the Last Jedi, and J.J. Abrams. Had probably had ideas for what he would do down the line, but he didn't make. He didn't have this. He didn't make up this Rose character. Right. So like, he's. It's not. It's kind of like where I'm coming in, and we're having to write for a character that we didn't create. And we don't have an idea for. You know, I had ideas for Ray. I had ideas for Poe and Finn and Kylo Ren and things like that. I don't know what to do with this new character that has been given to me. Yeah, but you know, yeah. they could have found. They could have found a lot of different ways to to. to <coughs> To have her be in the film. I'm glad they had an idea to make her sort of like Leia's, you yeah. know, right, right hand, if you will. Mm-hmm. I but, wish we could have seen the movie this was supposed to be, yeah. but, but we won't. And, you know, and, and so it's unfortunate. We also, yeah. I think, as we get to this one, the, the ninth in this big series, well, for this case, it that doesn't really matter. No, it does. I'm arguing in my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting, we were reaching the point where there's too many... Uh, pe- 
main characters. There are. Yeah. I, I wrote down and the list of characters, and we're we do literally this, this mission is Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewbacca, um, BB-8, C-3PO, and and the new Dio droid. Yeah, that's the whole away mission. Yep, that's that alone's too many people. Yeah, and then you know then they you do got... manage to give everyone a purpose, right? But then yeah, what would Rose's purpose have been? Yeah, because you say yeah, I in, mean, the, yeah. in the story we were given. In the story that we were given, it doesn't make sense to have her there. It doesn't make sense no, to have Dio, right. really. No. I mean, they could have found a way to make that work without him. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, just but turn on a computer. I still think I still think with Chewie Chew and 3PO, they they had to be there. Oh, they found... Because they, of they, because of this being a uh, an end to the saga, Yeah, they had to be part well, of it. Well, they could be in the... And, and R2-D2's in the movie, but they don't take R2-D2 along. And well, no he one doesn't, knows R2 anymore. It's all about people. I know. And so, like, the, there's, they could have come up with a reason to have to give Rose more to do. They could have taken time when they... They, 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 did, they were doing reshoots in October and September of this year. Wow. Like, like months before the movie came out. I wonder and, what scenes those were. You know, like, yeah, what scenes were those? You know, like, you know, why didn't somebody say, hey, those scenes with Rose didn't work out, and we really want to give, we really want to, you know, use Marie Tran. Let's find another way to incorporate the information that was in those scenes. Was that, you know, I guess we're left to assume that even the information that would have been passed in those scenes with Leia was more or less yeah. inconsequential anyway, because the movie worked without it for the most part. Um, I want to talk about C3PO because that was, really I feel like, sad. where he really gets to shine. Like, he's been in all of these movies, that is, except for, like, Solo, I think. Yep. He even makes an appearance in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, this is, I think this is the most involved he's been, and it was really well done, and he had some really great moments. Yeah. Um, when they land on that planet <coughs> where they're finding uh, the ship that Luke was looking for to find the dagger. Uh, and he's talking about the planet and the party, and he says something about, like, uh, something, something, sweets and candies and whatnot, and they all just kind of look at him, and then yeah. he's like, hmm, hmm, and yeah, then he and then, spins around and looks he, himself. He looks... Like, that's really funny. He, who's everybody looking at? <laughs> His moment where he's like, I'm just taking one more look at all of my friends. Yeah. It's really nice. Like, he really shines in this movie, I think. Yeah, Anthony... And well executed. Anthony Daniels really brings it home. Yeah, it's it's definitely the most 3PO's done, probably since A New Hope, when, when his central mission is to get the message to Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, he's... I can't. I'm sure some other Star Wars nerd will correct me. Who's who's a bigger nerd than I am? Uh, but I don't think he had as pivotal of a role since then. No, this so is it was pivotal. cool to give him a new mission, and, we and, had, and in a cool way. Like yeah. we learned something new about him. The uh, the fact that he can translate Sith, but is legally not allowed to mm-hmm. speak it, mm-hmm. which seems like like okay, I can get the law, I guess. But why just make him not be able to do it? Yeah. Why let him do it, but then not say it? Well, yeah. why not probably, just stop him from doing it? He might it have been created when it was okay, but then they passed the law, and so he had to have his programming changed. Yeah, but couldn't you just change his programming to not do it at all? Not be able to read it at all? It's like, yeah. Eh. <laughs> I mean, I get for... Baba Frick couldn't figure that one out. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Baba Frick? For, uh, we also get to meet him. We'll talk briefly about Baba Frick. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, best best little guy since and, Baby Yoda, and I think I think Anthony Daniels <laughs> in like human form makes a small cameo in the movie as well, flying with Lando. Yeah, that's mm. cool. Oh yeah, Lando shows up. Let's let's do some hot potato stuff here real quick. Hot and, potato, yeah. We so gotta start moving on. Lando shows up. How do we feel? Meh. It was it was all right. You know, it was yeah, it, it was, was all right. It was, you know, yeah, it was it was fine. I, it's kind of like I felt the same way when they announced it. I was like, I don't really need Lando. 
Orlando back. But yeah. oh, I don't know. He's a, yeah, right, they, why not? If they're going to do that, they got to have him. But yeah, yeah whatever. It was cool, and Billy D's always cool. Yeah. And, he, and he does get a really cool line. He gets the he gets the on your left line in this movie where yeah. he goes, there's more of us. Yeah. And everybody. And then everybody, sounded like Paul McCartney did, a little bit. Yeah. There's more <laughs> of us, yeah. Um, they set up a potential oh. his daughter with the new yeah, Jana. What's weird? Jana? Yeah, I think it's. Okay. I can't that's one of my stories. Like, yeah. do, do we think um, that's a trilogy that we're going to be seeing? Is her story because she was on the press tour, and so was Carrie Russell, and those are two characters that I feel like they really got a lot of press time mm-hmm. and didn't do anything. Yeah, she's. I, yeah. I think Carrie Russell and 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 Jana have. Disney Plus shows come in there. Yeah, that seems unlikely. I just do not see movies out of those. I felt like it was honestly, it's too, personally, I felt like it was way too late in both the movie and the franchise to be introducing a character like that, that, like, like Jonna, like, or even, I mean, I liked Zori. I thought she was a really interesting character and I, and you know, and like, come on, but like, they're going to do something with her. Oh yeah. You don't, you don't cast Carrie Russell and never take her helmet off to even show that it's the star power of Carrie Russell and and then not do something with her. She's got a cool design. You had a photo of her up a minute ago. She looks cool. Yeah, the, her, her costume. I'm not knocking the, cool. the actresses are great. Yeah, and, yeah. And I just wish have, they would have got more. It they just could have had really interesting stories. That just it, it reeks of future. Yeah, it, it just, they're going to do something. Yeah, it just it just felt like planting seeds that like I don't feel like I don't feel like now is the time to really be planting well, like, any seeds. That, like, I, we're we're, I, we're at the we resolution talking about here. this where there was a some kind of thing a couple of weeks back about Kathleen Kennedy basically saying. Uh, the Skywalker saga is done, but that doesn't mean these characters are. Yeah, and she didn't go into what, obviously, but clearly, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. These, these seeds are part of the future of Star Wars outside of this saga. Exactly. Like that, we may not, maybe we won't see a, a Ray Solo movie, although I would love that. Yeah, but we will see a Ray Skywalker movie. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Andrew? Jump in here. <laughs> I like how there's always a preparation. Yeah. Preparation A. He forgets that he's a part of the show. Preparation A. And we talk a lot. It's all right. Uh, (sighs) I totally blank. Somebody else do. (laughs) Neato. Um, I want to talk about some of the the Last Jedi knocks that I've heard. Okay. And I don't agree with them if it makes you feel like No, it does, because I don't agree with them either. So there's a part where uh, Rey goes to Octu after she had her fight with Kylo Ren on the Death Star. She hijacks the ship. She goes to Octu where she found uh, Luke initially. She throws the saber mm-hmm. and he catches it and is like, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been saying they, they feel like that is a hit and a subtle knock on The Last Jedi whenever he throws his thing. I disagree. I gotta be honest. I did think that when they ah. said it. But oh, but why? I thought... But, no, but, 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 listen. It wasn't that I thought that... <laughs> And agreed with it, but the second he said it and he started moving, I went, oh, people are going to... My thought was people are going to take that as a shot at Last Jedi. I could maybe see that sign if it weren't for this fact that in this same freaking movie, again, people just ignoring other parts of it that undo their their narrative of this is a big knock on it. Kylo Ren also throws away his lightsaber. Right. No, but but the point being... So we ignore that. But the point being that Luke... In the in the beginning of Last Jedi, he throws argument, he sure. throws he throws the lightsaber you know carelessly, uh-huh. like he like and, and he, like you know he just takes it and like just throws it and a lot of people and we even talked about it's a shocking moment he's handed the lightsaber that we know is is his old lightsaber and he's given it for the first time ever and he just goes and throws it over his shoulder 
And it's like, and I think there's a kind of a stunned group in the audience going, like, you don't just like throw your lightsaber away. That's a really important thing. And so when, you know, he has this line here, I can understand people seeing it as a rebuke of the decision to, to from a story perspective to do that. But I think it's more of Luke rebuking himself. Within the care within the context of, of the story, it's Luke catching that lightsaber and <coughs> rebuking who he had become by closing himself off to the force and letting the fear control him, is that he had become so callous to the ways of the Jedi that he would didn't even respect the his lightsaber anymore. And he's come full around to that and he's now, you know, saying to Ray, Hey, this deserves more respect. And I know I didn't do that in the past, but I've come a long way. Look at me, I'm a force ghost. Hmm. I don't necessarily think he's doing that for himself, but I do think he's doing it for Ray. That was my takeaway, is Ray is going down the exact same path that all of these other Jedi Masters have done when they've <coughs> come up to adversity. She's put herself in a place where she's alone, secluded, mm-hmm. with no way off, and is upset with the whole entire Jedi philosophy. Mm-hmm. So she's throwing it away, and he's catching it and saying, I was wrong. I was wrong. You cannot go down the same exact path as all of us. You have to take this and you have to run with it and you have to finish it. Mm. You cannot be afraid of every single thing and seclude yourself off. So I don't think it's a a knock on The Last Jedi. I think that it's a story progression of this is what I learned from my time. That's what I'm saying. He's rebuking his his past thing. He even says a few moments later, I was wrong to run away like I did. And I'm now using There's, that what I learned to I already this make annoys me better. already because I feel like we're giving too much credence to this bullshit. Does anyone really think that these this billion multi billion dollar company Disney mm-hmm. and these powerful people like JJ Abrams mm-hmm. and Kathleen Kennedy and all that are sincerely, genuinely being petty toward their own billion-dollar movie. No. Who... But clearly, that is the no. narrative that exists. No, no, no. Yeah, well, it's the narrative that exists. That exists. But that's the narrative people why want. Why on earth would they make fun of their own hit? Yeah. No. That's why that's, people got to think. People, Wait, were you saying I was saying this? That's, no. Okay. That's no. The, I'm saying... Well, you're... That's... The, I was you're trying the one to presenting the, the information. That's, that's the point. narrative people want. There are two... They're basically, at this stage, when coming out of this movie... Two camps of people. Well, and there's a third camp that's mostly us. <laughs> um, but there are people who love The Last Jedi like we did. Yeah. All right. And maybe loved it too much to the point of defending it to the point of saying, like, anything they did after this is terrible. They ruined what Ryan Johnson Clearly started. Exists, yeah. And then there's the people that hated The Last Jedi and say, oh, I'm so glad they're taking shots at how crap that was when he threw his lightsaber away. Oh, I'm so glad. The, what was the other one? I'm so glad that they didn't let the, you know, that they, they corrected that mistake of saying her parents weren't important. See, and they're the know. ones getting the most hoodwinked because the movie doesn't undo there was another, anything. There was another one. It I can't really doesn't what it undo was. anything. There's a, what, what are some of the other ones? Because there's another one. Yeah, well, I can't you got, we only got to one, so. I don't remember. That was, I well, mean, yeah, that, that, was was, that was the main one that I wanted to talk about because I, that's I the, the one, one that jumps out at me the most. A very, a very tiny one that, but that isn't worth discussing too much is people, that there's a line where Dominic Monaghan suggests that they do the holdover maneuver. Oh, right, right. And oh, they're like, yeah. that's a one in a million chance. And people are like, yeah, they're making fun of it. Yeah. No, it's literally a one in a million chance. It makes sense. It, the thing you is, can't suicide mission the whole plan to save Everything that they did in this movie makes sense in storyline-wise, too. Luke saying the mistakes I made, the mistakes I made over the last forty, you know, thirty years or fifteen years, however long it's been since Kylo Ren gave up on him, were wrong, 
and I'm able to recognize that now. I'm learning from that failure and I'm passing that information to you so you won't make that same failure. That's showing, that's progression of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, adding context to what Kylo saw in his vision of Ray's parents. Adding, you know, saying that, yeah, the reason that more people don't do that Holdo maneuver, because like that's the first time we've ever seen it in the entire franchise, is because it's not an incredibly reliable maneuver. It no, is something you do mission. when you literally have no other options, mm-hmm. and it might not even work. So, like, that's just adding context. Because I think when people, because when they did that, the, one of the complaints I heard was, why don't they just always do that? Yeah. Just, because they'd just, all be dead. Well, do it, <laughs> but, just, but just get out of the ship. Like, get in a pod, set it to, like, auto-do this thing. You know, get a pod, launch off, and then just watch your giant ship just decimate I mean, hundreds of ships. Great, but like, when, when are you gonna fly? All your ships are gone. Exactly. It's that's not a, exactly. That's the point. Yeah. Well, like, that other it, ship is also not, still moving. It's not a hundred percent move. You know, so yeah. like, right? But this was a, a case of the last remnants of the resistance were desperately trying to get to a planet, but, and they had star destroyers behind them. It was it was do it right. or lose everyone. And this was a case of we're going to go sneak attack them. Mm-hmm. So why don't we all kill ourselves? Right. There's also <laughs> another. Um, oh my god! It I makes no it. sense. It. Hold on, it's, it's almost so, stupid that they mentioned ahead. it at all. Well, I think I it's I think, think it's important to bring bring it up because that was like a big thing, and yeah, I think it needs more to tell the audience. Hey, this is why they don't do it because people would ask why they didn't do it. There's also well, context. It's pre-planning. It's 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 sort of it's sort of it's sort of correcting the question that you're going to get because people were going to if we if they'd not done it, people would have been why don't they just launch a bunch of ships at them because that worked so well in the last time. Wildly stupid. I know, but these people <laughs> exist. I know. When you know, have these fandoms of this size, you hear, we yeah, see why it with, don't they just we see it everything. with Marvel movies. We see it with you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of like another great example because like I don't feel like I ever hear people talk about like. Fast and the Furious story issues yeah. or things like that. But there's there's people don't care as much. who yeah. are too, so invested in different elements, and, and Daniel talked about this last week, where they feel personally attacked if things don't go exactly the way that they want it to, or if they think that they see shade. People are obsessed with like subtweeting listen, these days listen, and things like that. The number one mistake I think you can make going into a movie is having expectations. Mm-hmm. You've got to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't write the movie before you watch it. There's also context given to Leia being able to use the Force in yes. The Last Jedi, where yeah. we learn later that Luke had been training Leia to become a Jedi, and they got which only makes along. sense. And that, uh, but she was like, "I see the my death's or my son's death at the end of this journey," so she put it down and knew that someone is going to pick it up later. And so it adds context to that. I know that's another thing that a lot of people did not like from The Last Jedi was Leia being able to use the Force because, quote, she's never used it before. Well, now you have context. She's also a Skywalker, so what the hell movies are you watching? I just don't understand. She uses it in The Force Awakens. All the context is in in the background. She uses it in Return of the Jedi. So I don't, you know, it's like people, you know, they they just, they pick and choose what context they want to use, they want to, they want to take. That's what's crazy to me is almost every complaint there's a counter argument to in the freaking movies. Yeah, it's just cherry picking problems. Andrew, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip this. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna skip this and say you want to go right to box office stats. No, 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 no. The only thing I'm gonna say is is that uh, one of the things that one of the things that like really surprised me in this was when Hux turned. Oh yeah, you thought Hux with, being a spy uh, was a good like, turn. You like that? like when Hux like turned, and they they even say it towards the beginning, like we have a spy in our midst. And then we find out it's Hux, and then they kill him. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's one of these things where it's like they didn't give me enough time to like build up the mystery. I think if they would have mentioned that maybe in the last movie, you we, want everything mentioned in the last movie? Yeah, Why? because like I feel like I feel like they're trying to undo everything 
I feel like they're trying to undo everything that the last movie did. Like oh, hard, pat, hard disagree. Okay, I mean, like, I mean, like my th- my thing is, is that like I think they listened to like what Hux was fame. a bad guy in the first movie too. Hux was a bad guy in the first one, and they wanted to like try to do something with it, uh-huh. but like they were trying to. But the events of the last movie informed this choice because mm-hmm. Kylo kills Snoke. Mm-hmm. And then he takes command, you know, something that, that Hux that Hux, like that. that Hux essentially could have an argument that maybe he should be in command. He's mm-hmm. the one that's it's his starship or whatever. Yeah, if we're just killing so people like, for the chair, and then, then he's like, you know, giving him orders. He throwing around, he's throwing around ATATs, you know, and stuff like that. So like, it's like all those events have turned him against Kylo. Mm-hmm. And like he even says, it's not even necessarily that I want the resistance to win. I just really want Kylo Ren to fail. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think it's a good. I think it's a good motivation, but it's just like it doesn't give us any type of. It doesn't any. It doesn't give us enough time to like build up, like build up the the process of like well who who's the spy? Yeah. It's like it's mentioned, and then all of a sudden I'm the spy. Yeah. And then he's killed, and it's like oh, well that was. Well, there's that. There there was like a loose end thread that was just made up, and now it's closed. Okay, cool. Yeah. I. I love the fact that he was the spy. I love the fact that he w- it was revealed that he actually did some good. He turned. You, and you you think it would have been interesting if, say, in the maybe even going back to like the Force Awakens, they planted this idea of a spy who was continuously giving them information, but nobody knew who it was. Yeah. And then there's this big reveal. It's Hux. It's what this guy is? that we've been watching and thinking is is this guy who seems like kind of a buffoon. But do you really times? think that like you'd think about it that much? Because I'm gonna be real. And, yeah. like, the very first scenes of this movie, like, when, once we get to the Millennium Falcon, is when we find out there's a spy. Mm-hmm. I forgot that happened until we get back to it. See, that's yeah. my problem. Because, well, but I don't care that there's a spy. That's right. The thing. And I wouldn't care if it was introduced in the first or the second movie. Mm-hmm. You absolutely Because it would, would. never... But if, well, if it was done maybe in a special way, they, but I didn't... I it would never occur to me that he, it was someone big like Hux. People are wanting to know, like, every detail of these things that come out. Like, when the, well, after The Force Awakens, like people were just like, who were Ray's parents? Who is Snoke? You know, why? Did, who are the Knights of Ren? What is this? What is that? How did this happen? People wanted all this. So if they introduce this idea of, like, a spy, and they really, like, and, and they do, like, a good job of introducing, like, hey, there's this high-level spy, but we don't know who it is, and they give you some little red herrings along the way to think, oh, they must be the spy. Clearly, it's this person. But, like, that they, could have Like, happened. you have a big reveal that it's, like, one of the high, like, it's, it's one of the main guys that we see who clearly seems to be evil, but also kind of a buffoon. Like, well, here's the thing. Be, if, it's, if they it's had done reveal. that and given us the time to gestate it, We'd be having a podcast right now talking about how everyone was mad that it was Hux and not the person that they wanted it to be. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. you give yeah. us time to think about it, and they, we just find a new reason to make us mad at it. Yeah. At but my, so, but my, yeah. My main my my main thing I have to say about <clears throat> this whole movie in general is that while I think it's a great send off, I feel like there was just too much too soon. I feel like there's a lot of story here with a lot of people, <clears throat> and they tried to wrap it up as best as they could. They did all right, but there's things that were just like you kind of let you like, huh? Okay. I mean, I I agree. There's there could easily be like there could, this could have easily been three movies worth of stories that if, they get into. If, and some if of this they stuff. would have made it maybe like maybe thirty minutes longer than what it was, are you giving it just a little bit more backstory on some of the stuff and let it, let the timing build up and let the pacing build up to where we actually like get. A little bit more involved and kind of, instead of like throwing us around a little bit, mm-hmm. it probably would have been a lot better movie. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. I had the thought watching it the second time that um, 
we're kind of we're almost spoiled in a way with how franchise movies are done now. I agree. Tr- I agree. Trilogies don't exist anymore. No, nope. mm-hmm. there are seven, eight, nine, ten movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for this to commit to being a trilogy, I thought it seemed like almost natural that our um, society of tw- a twenty-two movie saga would be like, oh, that's too fast. Yeah, uh, there wasn't enough time. There's not enough time in three movies to do what I think we've come to expect from what we've been given by other properties. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know, there, there are probably others, but like, there, I can't think of very many re- recent trilogies, true trilogies in the last. Yeah, they were like or also so. like setting, like leaving room for another movie. And, and, and that were original trilogies. Like, this is not based on. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously based on Star Wars, but it's not like the Hobbit trilogy that was based on yeah. a book already written. This, these are brand new stories in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that's... So, there's not very many things that set out to just be three movies lately. So I thought they'd almost, like, doing a trilogy sets you up for that kind of even like uh, Even like a John Wick. Divergent. You know. Oh, and John Wick, it's going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's going to keep going, you know. Yeah, um, in that's this, in that's this, not really a I have, this blockbuster world, it's hard to get people to commit to three. I have two little... Uh, critiques of, of my own that like I said not taking away anything I would have personally watching the second time I think that they should have structured Chewie's death differently you talked about how you'd rather be Kylo who killed him I was fine with how they handled like with Ray surprisingly killing because I think the whole audience went at the same time and my crowd was like oh god like, I, did they just kill Chewie you know and you're and and it kind of sets the audience in this position of like Oh, I don't know if I can forgive Ray for that. That's pretty terrible. I but, just want to throw out there real quick, and you can be my witness to this: is I never ever once thought that Chewbacca was dead. He's the only oh. person I met who said he. I, I not had, for a single I, solitary second. I was more surprised by her shooting electros out of her fingertips than the idea that Chewbacca was dead because they didn't handle it well. I um I definitely didn't know what to believe because as they you know when they ran away and they didn't have Chewie like come out of the wreckage or something, I was like. Okay, let's see where they're going to go with this. The thing that they did, though, was they showed them run off. They had, like, a scene back at the base, you know, with, like, Leia or something. And then they have um, the bad guys say, blah, 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 blah. We have a certain ship. You see the Millennium Falcon be brought in. And we have, uh, we have you know, like, a, a person. We have a prisoner. And they go, prisoner. It's Chewbacca. Chewbacca's alive. And we all were worried for, like, you know... Maybe a minute and a half, and now we're now he's back. Oh, thank goodness! The next scene that follows it is Ray and Poe and Finn all mourning Chewie's death and saying, "We have to do this thing. C three PO knows how to do it. We're doing this for Chewie." And then they go off. So, like that moment to me, editing wise, is undercut by knowing Chewie's alive. I would have flipped it. Show them mourning. Show that that's their dedication yeah. going forward. Then let us, the audience, find out he's alive, and us go. And then we go. They're going to be so happy when they find out he's alive. Oh my gosh, this is you know like this is great. Instead of us going, well, he's not dead. So that's a good point. I, I, that's th- a good point because you're right. They mean their new motivation is is for Chewie. Yeah, and they have, they have the whole scene where they talk about it. And we and we as the audience well, we know, know that already. that's not. It's it's been, it's been undercut for us because we've already sat there and celebrated that Chewie's not actually dead, you know, in our heads, you know, or some of us go like knew it, you know, but whatever. You're not that scene basically loses its its uh, emotional resonance knowing that Chewie's not dead for certain, and the doubt of him not being alive. If they had let that let, let us keep that for a little bit longer, would have made that scene a little bit more emotionally resonant. I agree with that. And so that's just flipping the things. That's not necessarily taking away or adding. 
or, or changing radically, just flip those two scenes, I think it would have been better. I agree. My other real complaint is the last line, um, I'm Ray Skywalker. I really like the line, mm-hmm. but I think they should have introduced one other line somewhere else in the movie, <coughs> and I think it would have made that moment mean a little bit more, too. Somebody needed to say, because we talked about this last week, too. Somebody, maybe Don, maybe Don, D- Dominic McGonaghan, what is his Monahan. name? Monahan. Monahan. Or maybe Monahan. that guy who looks like Joey Fatone. Dominic or, McGonagall. Um... <laughs> Or I maybe hate that I know who you're talking or about. Maybe Every time you say it, that guy that looks like Joey Fatone, you know. Yeah, 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 or yeah, maybe Rose, or maybe oh, maybe maybe no, Poe, or po. whoever. Just have somebody say, "I'm not after," especially after Leia dies, or maybe after you know, like at some point, say, "I don't know if the galaxy has hope without a Skywalker," or say something yeah. to that effect, and have Ray hear that, and then let it, and then and sort of, and then don't pick it up for a little while, and so at the end. When they have that hope, and she's the and and you know she is all the Jedi, taking that monoc- that moniker of Skywalker has an extra meaning because now in this universe, Skywalker actually it means more than Jedi True. to the to to the to the to the resistance to the people out there. <clears throat> we saw it at the end of Last Jedi where kids are reenacting the Battle of Crate and they have Luke Skywalker and he's he's gonna you know he's fighting he's showing that he's fighting down the resistance. Skywalker means hope in this universe, and if somebody had just introduced that idea, it makes her taking the name not sound like she's taking it because they were parental figures, but because it also has a bigger meaning for the rest of the galaxy. And so that's a tiny thing that I would have added somewhere along the way. But I don't know. I'm going to go um, into it's easy to armchair direct. Quick pr- uh, predictions that we made last week. Ooh. This won't be long because <coughs> there are lots, of, so let's uh, not try to dwell on every single aspect <laughs> of it. We are going too long. Yep. I'm fascinated by this. So, Josh, you had two. Okay. Kylo wants to start anew. He doesn't want to be a part of the First Order. He doesn't want to be in the Resistance, so that creates a three-way fight between Kylo, the Emperor, and Rey. Nailed it. <laughs> so I think you're there's an aspect that you were right with. Which yeah, is, of course there was. Which is that they did introduce the final order, which is like a whole new group uh, that's kind of like forget the first order. Here's Kylo Ren. Here's your final order. Here's this. He's like, I don't want none of that. I want my own thing. And my own thing. You also thought they were going to destroy the Millennium Falcon. Oh yeah, you did say that. They kind of blew. They kind of set it on fire. They did not. They destroy. set it on fire and crashed it. Yeah, yeah they crashed it a bunch. But David. And then it fought in a battle. That's yeah. not right. <laughs> but uh, that's the Falcon. Emperor is going to be a Force ghost. Uh, would be odd if it turned out he was alive after a big fall and not doing anything obvious for 40 years. Yeah. I was. I guess I'll he take that I was right that he was not alive, but he was... Because <coughs> he's, like he's, like, he's like an abomination. He didn't like survive the fall. I think he died and they... And then he possessed a evil clone of him, a zombie clone of himself. You were right about the thing you thought was odd. Yeah, uh, it would be. It is odd that he seemingly wasn't doing anything for forty years. We are going to get more of this Ray and Kylo being mentally linked by the Force, yep. Yep. talking yep. to each other, even though they aren't in the same place. That was Kermit. a big thing. They even did lightsaber fights yeah, so through it. That was cool. You also said they were going to get. We were going to get some trippy stuff, yep. like whenever Ray went into the dark cave yeah. and had like all. She saw the dark version of herself. That yep. was pretty trippy. She had teeth. <coughs> well, yep. she always has teeth. She had fangs. <laughs> she always got teeth. It's It'd be really weird if she didn't have teeth. That would have been even creepier. But also, I think I'm, I'm going to say that the, the Palpatine stuff was some trippy stuff. All those little creepy guys crawling around. All whatever those little like yeah. those little like weird shadow people. Nah. He's just trying to make weird yourself ghost right face. now. Next. 
That's uh, pretty trippy. My two were wrong. I said that if uh, Ray was going to be a bloodline, it was a Kenobi. Wrong. You were way off on that. Um, but I got partial credit because I said granddaughter. I said she was going to be a granddaughter, granddaughter. So I take partial credit. Uh, C-3PO becomes part of the ship. He did not. All right. Yeah. Now, listen, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel Ott got a bunch of stuff right, though. Yeah, just... We talked about last right. week how Daniel was our expert. I'm going re- to read these predictions that we made before any of us saw the movie. I need people to understand this. I'm right. still this blown is, away by this. This has happened before the movie came out. All right. Let's go. Hit him. Kylo is going to go in search of answers about Snoke and be... And then he's going to be finding for a bigger power, which turns out to be the Emperor. That happens in the first two minutes. Nailed it. Ray will be connected to Palpatine. Quote, I don't think granddaughter makes sense, but the whole concept that Anakin was killed into being, I think that is where will Ray is going to be there. Yeah. So half right. So he, yeah. the thing that he said wasn't going to make sense is what they did. Yeah. It does make sense, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Palp possessing or had or created Snoke as a puppet for him while he did the stuff that he was doing in the background. Yep, that seemed to be very obvious. Yep. Uh, or that that's what they, that's exactly what happened. Yep, yeah, yeah. Palpatine has been controlling the way Rey and Kylo get their information. Yep, mm-hmm. nailed it. Uh, Rise of Skywalker is a namesake. Quote, Rey does not have a last name, and as the movie closes, she'll take the name Skywalker as her own to continue the legacy. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is a direct quote. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Uh, new character, Joanna, is Lando's daughter. They well, do, and, I, and I think they have. I think they have implied. It's all but confirmed. Yeah. I, think, all I but. think they're dropping hints that maybe yeah, it's there. Pretty up, pretty pretty clear. Which I think is kind of lame. Uh, wanted Poe and Finn to end up in a romantic relationship together. That didn't happen. We yeah. did get a yeah. uh, same-sex kiss. And in fairness, Oscar Isaac has also been on the record of saying, "I wish Poe and Finn would have ended up together." Yeah, and said they got a lackluster storyline. Uh, after the final battle, we'll end up on Jakku or Tatooine, and we'll have a similar ending with the Force Ghosts being there and the double sunsets. Did do that. Yep. No Han, though. No Han. No Han. He thought maybe Han might get a, a, a Force Ghost in that situation. but Some kind of lightsaber fight that happens through Force connection between yep. Kylo and Rey. He yep. did say that. C-3PO will be major to this plot. Whatever will lead the good guys to the Death Star, C-3PO will have to do something to unlock that, and it's going to destroy him or wipe his memory. Mm-hmm. Leia will pass, and that will be the crux for Rey and Kylo losing uh, every parental figure in their life. Yeah. I just want to point out that almost all of those are correct. He had to have watched a lot more promotional stuff than we did. <laughs> He's just... Because I avoided listen, watching He is stuff. an incredibly Star Wars-minded person. He yeah. predicted the name of The Last Jedi. He wrote a script of for Star Wars whenever he was younger. I've known this man basically my whole life, and uh, that is on par with everything that I know. So it's just mind-blowing. It is. Kudos. Okay. We yep. super yep. have to move on yep. to the box office. All right. I'm going to run through this real fast. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker uh, debuted a few days ago, December 10th. Way back in... Uh, well, I'm not way back anywhere, but in 2019. Uh, it finished with a number in the number one spot with a three-day opening of $177.3 million. That's, that's the, a lot of money. That's the 12th highest opening, day, opening weekend of all time. Um, so um, you guys will know this, but for anybody who's listening in the future, what also could you have gone and seen that weekend? You could see Jumanji The Next Level, Frozen 2, Cats, Knives Out, Bombshell, Richard Jewell, uh, Queen and Slim, Ford vs. Ferrari, and Black Christmas. And uh, just hanging outside uh, at the number 11 spot was A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and number 12, you had Parasite. Those are also good movies. Cool. Um, going back now. So that's three sequels. Frozen 2 and uh, 
last Jumanji being the other ones in there um, for this weekend. And uh, but it's actually a pretty good weekend, I think. If you're, mm-hmm. it's a, right now is a really good time. Oh, yeah, if you like Christmas time, if you like original movies, you like movies that are going to be, uh, you know, Oscar <clears throat> stuff. It's a good time. Um, currently, and actually, I got to double check because I think the final estimates are out now. But currently, Rise of Skywalker is at. I believe it's 72. Made $72 million this weekend, which brings its domestic total to $341 million in 10 days. That's a good run. Um, internationally, it's at $363 million, which brings its worldwide total right now to $700 million worldwide. Flop. So, yeah, yeah it's not doing, <laughs> not doing well at all. Um, it, it had the... Oh, I forgot to mention this, too. It had the second uh, largest Christmas day. Um just behind Last Jedi, I made thirty-two million on Christmas Day. So right now it is sitting at. I need to double check this now. I think it's sitting at the number seven spot for the year, uh, for twenty nineteen. And um, well, anyway, it's sitting at around the number seven spot for the year. Uh, hard to say where it's going to finish. I kind of uh, imagine it'll either finish. It's most likely to finish in the number two spot. I kind of don't see it going past Avengers Endgame now at this point. Uh, but it might be, it might pass uh, the Lion King chance to make it into that number two spot. It did finish lower than expectation, I would say, by by many's expectations. Um, I don't think it's going to reach the six hundred million dollars domestic that the Last Jedi did, and it's not going to reach Force Awakens. So it's interesting um, that I'm not going to say that the 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 bad word of mouth that the Last Jedi created uh, worked, but it's definitely. It definitely had some effect if this movie ends up uh, finishing as the lowest of the three movies. But you could also attribute that to, you know, maybe an element of fatigue with Star Wars as a whole. Maybe people there are a lot of people who necessarily who, who didn't like the last Jedi, the uh, the whole idea of doing more of these. So any number of contributors could have led to it being uh, on the low end. Star Wars for me. <laughs> They're good. I'd it, rather have more Star Wars and more Marvel at this point. Any number of things could have contributed to uh, it being the lowest of these three so far, but we'll kind of see where it finishes out. They could leave it in for a while, and who knows? It could make more than it's on projection to make right now. Cool. Um, as a total, right now, it's these movies are sitting at three point six billion. These last three, and uh, that uh, will probably reach four by the time at least. <clears throat> So, you know, they paid, uh, what was it, $4 billion to $4 buy these movies, and they're going to make $4 billion probably off just these three, just these three movies. Yeah. They got more coming out. Cool. Um, is there any point to the Rotten Tomatoes game? No, we'll forego it, we but we'll it, talk probably. about it. Uh, it's 55% critics, 86% audience. <sighs> the inverse of the last yeah, yeah, yeah. Critics consensus, The Rise of Skywalker, suffers from a frustrating lack of imagination, but concludes this beloved saga with fan-focused devotion. Neat. Wrong. Okay. I don't really know what that's supposed to mean. It's nonsense. I mean, if the fans if the, if the fans like it, then that's good. I, I you know, and I, I I think that it's strange that the critics don't like it. You know, I think that there's a lot there for everybody. Cool. Well, I think that wraps wraps us up, right? Yeah. This is our last one of the year. Uh, yeah, our last regular episode of the year. Yeah. Um. We will be back with our usual end-of-the-year wrap-up where we're going to talk about some of our favorite movies of the year, sequel and not. So that'll be fun. Um, hopefully have that out on New Year's Eve, I think, is the plan. So be back then, and then, um, I don't know, we'll talk about the future then. So 
Find us online at facebook.com slash so many sequels pod. Look us up on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, you can find us wherever podcasts are streamed and or downloaded. So until next time. Live long and prosper, Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs>